Hello everyone and welcome back to the Chobo Football Podcast. This is the last episode of the year and probably for some time. I'm your host, Janmarko Cheng, and I'm joined by Mark Kinyanji. Hi, Mark. What was the highlight of your weekend? Um, hi, guys. Um, I hope you're all good. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been having a, a rough couple of last weekends over the, <laughs> over the last month, especially with my team. <laughs> um, so, um, usually, I don't usually have too many highlights, but... The highlight of my weekend was, you know, <laughs> let me just say, at least having to see someone like Emil Smith on the bench for Arsenal. That's all I can say. Things were that bad, personally. <laughs> <laughs> and I am also joined by Cornell. Hi, Cornell. What was the highlight of your weekend? Hi. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm the, I'm like the strongest Liverpool fan you can find. So my highlight, my highlight of the week was, I would say, Liverpool Fulham because that was a poor performance by by our team, but my highlight would would go to Arsenal because hey Obama Young, that <laughs> that guy scoring on the other side, scoring on the other side, instead of improving his his goal record, yeah, he has had his dry spell for like how long? Then the guy has the audacity to go, to go and score to the opposing team. Hey, yeah, and, and, and an interesting start before we move on, speaking of Aubameyang, is the fact yeah. that somehow, <laughs> some way, he's Burnley's sec- Burnley second highest goal scorer this season. Yeah, yeah. A and yeah. and actually the the weirdest one which I've just thought about. You remember the the yeah. Saka scenario? What Saka did? Yes, yes. There there was a lot of highlights this weekend. Mm. <laughs> oh, and yeah. mine was of course uh, Everton beating Chelsea at Goodison Park with their fans oh. back, which was just beautiful yeah. to see. And it's only Arsenal who lost at home with the fans back against Burnley of all teams. <laughs> Imagine playing ticket. Imagine playing ticket, sacrificing your time, sacrificing your health, and go seeing your team lose for the first Imagine. time in like how many months? In like eight, seven game. months or something. And actually, it's a bad time to be an Arsenal. Actually, see, see, Arsenal tickets are the most expensive. Yeah, they are the most Ironically expensive. Now, most expensive <laughs> tickets every match day. But enough said on Arsenal <laughs> because um, my blood pressure and my temperature will hit another level and, I'm, and I don't want that. So let's move on. So um, this week we, we are doing potential bargains for, for our clubs. Uh, Cornell will do Liverpool. Mark will, will obviously try to sort out Arsenal and I'll try to sort out uh, Everton. So uh, we'll just start with you, Cornell. Who is your first bargain signing? My first bargain? Yeah. Um, first, first, first of all, we would like to sort our like, inner problems that we have, like especially on, on defense. We don't have 
people who would replace the likes of Van Dijk, Gomez. So my, my first bargain would, would, would go on Ibrahima Konate. That that would be like big center back. So um do you do you rate him higher than Upamecano and Mukiele? So uh, Upamecano was my second choice. I would I, w- I would go I would rate them the same. Those, yeah. That that are yeah. uh, duo. Actually, I I think I was watching a Leipzig match versus can't really remember probably last season and i was waiting to be dazzled by by upamecano and it was konate who looked the the more composed like he he really simplifies his game uh while while upamecano can be dispossessed high up the pitch um and yeah. thinking about yeah. You know, I think I think Konate is the more is is is. I I would go for Konate for my first bargain. Is that when comparing both Upamecano and Ibrahima Konate is that Ibrahima Konate um in terms of the eye test usually kind of the more um for lack of better words I think I should call it conservative. um of the two french players because upamecano is the type of player that he's not just a good defender he's also a, a good footballer he likes to express himself i'm not saying that konate is uncomfortable with the ball at his feet but upamecano is kind of the higher risk taker even you see um he reads the game well uh, i think he does all the simple things right um for some reason he's not as hyped massively as diot uh, but you know only two years ago i mean not two years ago at the start of 2019 which is practically like two years ago it was actually ibrahima konate that people were actually getting linked with until the until upamecano you know sort of like you know um sort of like you know sort of like started stealing the show um in as much the same way as at Sevilla where I once went to watch their game and I was going to have a look at this rash defender I don't remember his name the Brazilian guy Diego Carlos Yeah Diego Carlos I oh. went to watch him because we were getting linked with him but turns out turns out that um this other guy Jules Kunde the young French defender is the one that stole my eye so that's the same thing with Upamecano and Konate uh, but Konate is also a quality player but he's undervalued and maybe underrated so that's a good shout and especially when yeah. you're considering bargain signings yeah yeah, yeah of course Konate is, Konate is just a, a great bargain hmm? okay so uh, I was saying Konate yeah I was saying Konate is just a, a great bargain considering the problems we are having this season. Yeah and actually it's it's very unfortunate that uh Liverpool they having so many injuries in just one position. So um moving on to your second player. My second player. Yeah. 
my second player would be would be Ben White, the centre back from uh, Brighton. So, uh, two two centre backs. Yeah, I'm going. I'd just like to focus on just centre backs because that is where we are weak, and it's a, it's a crucial place for us right now this season. Okay, so um, how much do do you think Ben White might might be, especially since he signed a new contract since till twenty twenty five? It might be a bit difficult to get him out. Yeah, it might be a bit too difficult, but that that's the bargain I would go with, because White is is a good player, and he would really fit fit that role for us. Actually, when I'm looking at at other centre backs, um, Mark, you you might contribute here. Do you think um, this guy Bubaka Kamara might be an okay centre back signing, like one for the future? Um, okay, I won't lie. To be honest, I've 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 not seen Bubaka Kamara play at all. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sort of like yet to make conclusions uh, mm-hmm. based on on statistics alone because statistics never always tell the full story. Yeah. Uh, but um, I was having a look at someone like I know he'll someone that is kind of under the radar um, that would be a good profile for 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 centre back is maybe this um, football manager wonder kid for 2021. His name is. Bashir Deal. I don't know if, if it's Bashir Deal or Bashir Deal. I don't know how to pronounce that name. Um, yeah. The kid sort of like plays for Monaco. Yeah, Badiashile. I, I don't know how it's pronounced. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, he's he's extremely comfortable with the ball at his feet. Um, he reads the game well. Um, he's busy. Um, he's forming an excellent partnership with the guy who was actually um, a bargain. His contract was running out last season. His name was Axel Disasi. Um, I think he was at Ren or something uh, last season. And then he signed for Monaco and he's already captaining them. Um, I think he'd be an excellent profile. Um, I think if I'm not wrong, he has like two years left on his contract at Monaco. Um, and you know, when you have that one year left and it's a key player in your side with a high ceiling, um, you obviously don't want to let him go on a free, um, like Tottenham did with Sol Campbell years ago. Um, you want to cash in on him if he's not going to commit to your project. So I think that would be a good shout for Liverpool, especially with their injury problems. Yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah. Okay, so uh, do, do, do any of you think there's another position which Liverpool might have an issue and might get someone who's reasonably good? Um, I, think, I think we had a problem in, in midfield, but I think yeah. Klopp tried to sort it out by buying Yagal Kantara. And what about a backup striker, especially with someone like Mikel, Mikel Antonio, his contract expiring in 2021? 
I don't know if he'll if he'll, he'll he'll find a replacement for the for the strikers regarding the the fact that he has Diogo Jota. I think yeah. the the striking just and there's also Ran Brewster who's on loan on Sheffield. I think he'll be back. I don't think attacking is is a is a major problem, but anyway, we'll see what Klopp has in store for us. Oh, Ryan Brewster is a player who he 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 got sold to Sheffield, but he has a a buyback clause in his contract. He's on loan. He's on loan on in um, Sheffield. No, he has sold he, for twenty five. Twenty five million, but he but he oh, has a buyback. Yeah, there is a buyback in his contract. I I don't think they'll buy him back then. <laughs> it was an absolute robbery. Yeah, that was a robbery. I don't think they'll buy him back again. <laughs> okay, so um to be, fair, to be fair Chelsea, to be fair Liverpool have had a good history of like sort of like selling players for for a high sell on value. Um when I'll, I'll give a perfect example of someone like Dominic Solanke. Dominic Solanke was signed on a free. He massively underwhelmed at Liverpool and was sold for a measly 20 million pounds, which I think was good business. So um, I think I think that's likely going to happen. But Brian, Ryan Brewster, I think, is still a talented kid who needs time, maybe. Maybe, in my opinion, I think Sheffield United is the wrong team for his development. I think he made a wrong career move going there. Very wrong. Especially when they rely on long balls. Like, it's not build-up play. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's move on to Arsenal. Mark, you may take the reins. Um, I think I'm going to sort of, like, address the elephant in the room. Um, mm. There's a lot of problems with the Arsenal score. I don't know where I'm going to start and where I'm going to end. Um, you know, we are yet to construct a team that is actually good enough to challenge for top four places, yet alone a title. And we'd be doing ourselves a massive favor if we managed to finish in top six with with the way our squad is imbalanced. But mm. the biggest elephant in the room happens to be creativity. Um, of course, there's been names swirling around. Um, there's talk, there's been talk of of people like um. Jose Moua was linked with us all summer, and there was talk of Dominic Loboslai, who is seemingly now on his way to um, Salzburg sister club RB Leipzig. Um, maybe there was maybe even talk of Emiliano Buendia, which is an that is under the radar. Uh, um, you know, a link that is under the, the radar. Um, I think he'd be a worthy mention. Uh, I think. And they only want 27 million pounds for him, uh, Norwich. Um, Todd Cantwell is valued at 14 million pounds. I think these are players that can sort of like help try and sort the problems that we have at our disposal uh, because they're relatively cheap. Uh, but I'm here to focus on players who have who are in contract still mills at their parent clubs. And the first name on my list is Ricky Puig. Um, I know he has his limitations. Um, he's very one-footed, and I completely uh, 
dislike of very one-footed players. Um, you know my stance, my stance <laughs> on someone like Tanisebayos and Granjaka who are very one-footed. But what he makes up for is the fact that he's kind of speedy for central midfielder. Um, he's been compared to, he's been likened to Andres Iniesta. Um, the Lamasia um, guys. Um, rate him very highly. Um, I think they think he's the next um, sort of like Iniesta, but he's been having problems. He's not been playing a lot. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of the emergence of people like Pedri. Um, but I think he'd be a good fit for any team in the division. I know um, he's the type of player that you need to set up a system. Um, he's the type yeah. of player who plays more as a 10 rather than an 8. But, you know, they say that desperate times call for desperate measures. And I think Ricky Puig is someone who would instantly upgrade our defense, our creative issues. Um, then another player on that sort of like caliber, of that caliber, but he's a bit older, I think he's 28, if not 27, is Hakan Chalanolu. Um, at Leverkusen, he was renowned for being the world's uh, best free kick taker. Um, what James Ward Prowse is as, at Southampton right now is what Chalanolu was at Leverkusen. But when he moved to Milan, he had a slow start, maybe like first two, three years. But is Milan are finally looking like a unit and you know, he's very integral in that sort of like role where he's instructed to drift between the lines as a 10. Um, 26, 27 is not a bad age, if I'm being asked. I think a player is hitting his prime at that point. It's not like he's turning 30 or something. So um, he's another player that I'd consider, especially if it was a free signing. Okay, so... Um... What do you think about the the right back position, or do Arsenal just play Kingsley uh, um, Maitland-Niles? But the other positions that, of course, need massive, massive upgrading. Um, mm. I've mentioned that sort of like hybrid eight-ten role. Um, there is maybe another box-to-box player. Um, yeah. Maybe I'd go for another of Chalanolu's teammates in Francesi. I think his contract runs out in 2022, if I'm not wrong. Um, he's developed a decent, um, a quality partnership with Ismail Benasha, a, a former Ghana, who I don't know why we never signed back when he was available for just 10 million pounds. Um, you know, uh, I, I think... He's a player, if I'm being asked, um, we'd be more press resistant if we had him alongside Thomas Pate. I think that would be a solid spine. Um, it would be reminiscent of Gilberto Silva and, and Patrick Vieira, or maybe Patrick Vieira and, Iman, and Manu Pati. Um, the Ivorian is, I, I, I rate him highly. Um, Anytime I play football manager, I think he's my he's the player that I've signed most uh, for the different teams that I've managed. He's the player that I've signed most, um, either whether it's career mode or football manager or whatever. He's the player that 
I've sort of signed most. Um, and the fact that his contract runs out in 2022 is very um, encouraging and tantalizing for any interested party. So I'd have him. Uh, but for right back position, um, that's a, a position that has given us problems. Um, I am sickened to the teeth of seeing Hector Bellerin starting week in, week out. Um, I, um, I won't lie to you, the day he leaves Arsenal, I'm going to throw a party. I won't lie to you because <laughs> that's how much he's, he's acted me to the brim. Because um, there is, he's had more than enough chances. He's been at the club six years and he's not improved. He's, he still lives on the teenage hype that he broke through with in 14-15 and we're in 2021. <laughs> seasons ago, six seasons ago. So um, the first person that I'd replace with is with this um, guy, Denzel, Denzel Dumfries. Uh, last season, um, I think he, he scored four goals and registered six assist, assists, which is a very healthy return for a fullback. Um, you know, uh, he makes 1.34 interceptions per 90. Um, he's reportedly available for only 10 million euros. I think he's somewhere I'd be having a look at. Um, maybe another person I'd be having a look at is Marcus Tavernier, um, this guy from Rangers. I think he has incredible numbers for a right back. <laughs> yeah. I think I think this season, if I'm not wrong, he already has... Is it like 12 goals or 70? I don't know. But for a right back, he's, he's giving impressive numbers. <laughs> he takes a lot of free kicks, penalties, and all that. Mm. And so um, that's why his number is for a fullback. But, you know, I'm looking for end product in a fullback. And Be- Bellerin has none of it. And he can't pass a football. He can't cross a ball. Um, he Long passing is an issue to him just by looking at the eye. He gets caught out of position so many times. I think... And with all due respects, respect, he just sort of like needs to stick to fashion and all that and environment because football is not his... I think football is a hobby to him. And, you know, if yeah. he goes online, I think it's no wonder it's taken him like three, four years to get another Spain Cup because um, that's how, for lack of better words, average he is. So he's another person I'd be having a look at. That is Denzel, Denzel Dumfries, that is. Okay, so um, I was going to say, huh? I was going to say that Bellerin has a drip. <laughs> the fact that you are you are hating on him, yes, the guy has has a drip. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what matters is football. You know, um, a guy can't even take a throw right, as in he. Even doing something as simple as throw a football is an issue to him. I think he has the most ball throws of any of any footballer this season. I think um, the only thing that you know sort of like saves him is the fact that this Sunday when we lost to Burnley, he at least threw two balls right for once, which is <laughs> which is something we've not been used to seeing him of late too. So yeah, um, I think the day he leaves, I'm going to massively throw a party, and I'm and I am not I'm literally not exaggerating when I say that. <laughs> okay, so um. I'm, I'm a- yeah. I have a 
I have a question for Mark. Hmm? I have a, a question for Mark. Okay. Yeah. Who, who do you think is Arsenal? Who do you think is Arsenal's best player at, at the moment? Arsenal's best player at the moment, I think. Uh, at the moment, I think our best player is Gabriel. And it's yeah. sad given that he's the new signing and we're already like three months in and he's already won all three play of the month since he made his debut against Fulham. He's won all three play of the month for Arsenal. So that goes to show you things have been so bad. Our best player has literally been a centre-back and, you know, it's totally unfair. It's totally unfair. No, Gabriel is a quality player. Um, I know we should be building the defense around him, but the fact that he's won all three um, sort of like awards goes to show you how mediocre the rest of the squad has been, overworking him. Okay, and and what about Saka? What's your take on Bukayo Saka? Um, I, I think it's it's totally unfair. It's it's totally unfair pinning all our whole hopes on a 19-year-old kid. It's it's not fair at all. I think he's been given too much pressure. Uh, because he burst onto the scene and, you know, our senior players have been so bad, he's had to take up responsibility. And in the process, he's found himself getting overworked and people have suggested that maybe he needs a rest for once uh, because he's, you know, he's trying everything, but that's as much as he can do because sometimes you, you need your senior players to step up and it's, and it's very disappointing that he's sort of like... Wow. Has to the senior players like Nicola Pepe and Alexander Lacazette have to get lessons from children? Um, the fact that someone like Edin Ketia is actually the club's top scorer with five goals so far this season goes to show you how bad and mediocre we've been this season. Okay, so um, moving on to slightly more positive things, uh, we have been. <laughs> We, we've been joined by Phil Nyaga. He's just come last minute. Hi, Phil. What is the highlight of your yeah. weekend? <laughs> Definitely not at, at Goodison Park. Oh. Um, uh, you, what game was that again? <laughs> that has been scrubbed off my mind. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here. Happy to, see you, to hear from you guys. Um, my highlight of the weekend, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> my highlight of the weekend uh, uh, I really wish I didn't watch any other match this whole weekend I'd have just watched the Friday one and that's it because uh, Leeds last time was the best match by far this weekend I loved watching uh, West Ham play I think hey, they, they made me happy this weekend unlike my my, my, my team <laughs> Okay, so uh, Phil, we'll, we'll just go direct to the question. How do you fix uh, Chelsea? I mean, they've done so much work uh, during the summer, but they still, they've had an unfortunate run of injuries. Uh, only wingers actually have gotten injured. So how do you uh, propose to fix Chelsea with bargain signings? Um, I've been 
my issue hasn't really been going from uh, going f- uh, going up because i think we have when they all when they're all back we have enough quality to keep on uh ch- chopping and changing my issue has been okay not my issue my long term thinking has been mostly on replacement of uh and like removal of almost like dead weight players marcos alonso um I, sooner or later we have to consider that says as, as our captain has to move on as he's aging so we need a backup for Rhys James um i think Jorginho also yeah. uh, at some point we'll have to let him go because uh Gilmore is a Jorginho kind of player and i don't think Jorginho will be happy being uh the guy we play on the sixth match day of of Champions League when you've got secured everything or we play him in the FA Cup. Uh, but don't get me wrong. Those are all, all the players I mentioned are quality players. Um, from the academy, I, from the academy, I'm hearing talks of uh, Mark Guehi coming to the fold as our, one of the centre-backs to come through. I'm really disappointed that Konagala Gadin camped. Um they wasn't considered. I've been watching his some of his games and I'm not saying that um I think we like I I said to you guys we signed a German Konagala so far. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to say Harvard is bad. I'm not trying to say Harvard is bad. I'm trying I'm not trying to say Konagala is bad. But for 70 million and they're both, uh, what do you call it? They're not similar kind of players, but uh, for the system that Chelsea are playing, they offer the same thing. Why? Like, the that guy's av- been good for us, bro. The Um, Actually, um, speaking of that, I think that, that sort of like cocoon of players that won that under 17 World Cup are all super talented. I think it's the chances that they haven't been getting. Um, mm. or, um, because if you look at Kono Galaga, Kono Galaga, is it Galaga was extremely yeah, Galaga. instrumental to their side winning the, that side winning the title um, alongside people like Hudson Odoi who is at your team, but you know he isn't getting enough minutes because of the players that are ahead of him, and also he some fitness problems from time to time, and also the fact that you know players like Phil Foden have had to patiently wait for people like David Silva to leave um City for Sociedad, um so he can finally get more minutes and break into the England squad. I think. The, um, the smartest player to sort of like get game time was Sancho who went and left. But maybe they 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 felt that Galaga still wasn't sort of like ready um to play for Chelsea. Okay, I know he did well at Swansea last season under their manager who actually is the one that spearheaded that that World Cup win. Uh, but um, maybe they felt he needed like another season of Premier League experience. Uh, so he could maybe like get his chance finally, and the fact that Kai Havertz was that's a good a point. I, was very difficult to turn down because every big name under the sun wanted him, and this is actually a, a potent generational talent. You see, so I I kind of understand why you guys did what you did, Everton, but it didn't materialize. I don't know why. What happened? 
Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. To be fair, I don't know. I think if you told me, I trust Tomori more than I trust in Christensen and uh, Rudiger. Only because only because they level uh, they are more or less the same kind of center backs uh error prone but fast uh <laughs> they're good um, what do you call it they're good reactionary defenders yeah, maybe not yeah. so good in the build up but um those are the kind of center backs we need as cover for silver and so honestly i think we have um the fact that we have five center backs is kind of Odd to me, six if you count as Piliqueta from time to time when he plays there at the back. Oh yeah. So, yeah. I, I, if they'd move on Christensen mm-hmm. or Rudiger, they probably be the one who wants to search for more game time. Then we could see Tomori getting more and more game time. But um, but I know things today like us needs a sort of like loan or something because he isn't getting a lot of game time and literally like only a season a year ago um a year ago he was actually part of the england setup so um maybe he's not been part of the england setup because he hasn't been getting a lot of game time and even for frank lampard at derby he was actually integral to them earning a promo a, a promotion playoff place if i may say so i don't know why he isn't sort of like you know maybe maybe he should have gone out on loan where does he go though where does he go um where does okay, he go I think before Everton signed Godfrey, I think he was on their radar. If I'm not wrong, GM. See, you guys were apparently yeah, yeah. interested. Yeah, like the way Kazuma moved no, Who? But Chelsea said no. Like, they oh, don't oh, want... Oh. I, they didn't want to... And I think I know them. why. Yeah. I, I think I know why Chelsea said no. I think Chelsea anticipated Zuma not hitting the levels he's hit this season. Yeah. They thought oh, uh, Chelsea yeah. would have another shaky CB season and then Zuma with Thiago Silva strike a partnership. Now all of a sudden Chris Sentin is never in my mind. Rudiger, he could go. I wouldn't care. Um, <laughs> so Tomori is the kind of guy. I think he just have to stick it out this season. Uh, hope that we move on some players. Um, I, I know you guys, the question of the day is about transfers in regarding the contract. Yeah. And I only just see like two possible players if we do want to go for them. Big if. Uh, Memphis Depay mm-hmm. for, uh, to replace Giroud because I think now after next, after the Euros, I don't think Giroud will ever yeah, you know those mini picks that uh, the, the the players who age like fine wine, they normally have these picks. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Part, after after the Euros, I don't think Euros now properly declined. So we need his replacement. I think Depay could fit that because um, and like Vana is very good at hold up play and could play the center yeah, yeah. like road the way we need. And, and now and- the other option would be Alaba. Alaba for a oh, long yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> but then he was actually he was actually on my on my list. Alaba, he was actually on my list. Um, but then I remembered we already have a left. Oh, okay, on the left side of our defense, 
um let's say we are sort of like sorted in in terms of like starters that is um tni and 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 you know yeah, and gabriel yeah. uh, but now the, the but then i sort of like remembered um you know the the backup options we have for those two as flatter to deceive maybe someone like colasina she flatters to deceive a lot <laughs> and he's actually on the way out and maybe um and then i sort of like remembered if he was to joining on, on a free um i i think he'd amass a lot of wages because he earns a lot of money at bayern and he's turning down the new contract so i know he's an arsenal fan football manager says that he's an arsenal supporter if you look at his <laughs> i don't think we'd be able to afford him you know especially a team that sucks but maybe we could because you know we are the same team that sucks 55 members of staff but still give 250 a week to william <laughs> i'm sure so, you guys have covered arsenal but in my case in Real in Chelsea's case i i feel as if araba will have to be willing to take a pay cut yeah definitely if you used to come to chelsea or most clubs actually because of now yeah. this whole pandemic issue is not as much yeah, true. 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 if if i i don't think bayern and i literally think bayern has literally been hampered by coronavirus they have give, given him what he wanted mm. yeah if there was that consistent revenue stream as previous season but as of now uh even alaba knows he love to take a pick at to to move on yeah uh, to, yeah because he's a quality player in all honesty but you know he has his his fitness problem should i say as well so maybe even whoever will be taking him will be very worried of of his injury issues you know yeah true Yeah he, he tends when he gets those injuries gone for like 3 4 months so yeah. I think would be and, and again he's an incredibly versatile player because he plays central midfield he plays center back he plays even winger at times for for his country so I think he'd be an asset for any team yeah and even CDM and even number as a as a central midfielder at 8 he's in I think he's a super talented versatile player should I, should we say incredibly um they, okay. so for him he's the kind of guy who jumps out yeah yeah okay so um yeah he is the, yeah i'm i'm recording but actually there's these uh there are two things which we may have forgotten um mark we we are talking about Papu Gomez joining Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he, okay. he had some drama with sign him. Sign him. Please mark sign Papu Gomez. I don't know why sign. I think everyone everyone has been sort of like recommending Papu Gomez to Arsenal Papu Gomez. But how old is he because I'm not sure of his age. I know he's he's about, I think 33. 33. right um yeah. <laughs> okay you okay i know everyone wants us to sign him for like one maybe i i i saw um jm saying um on the on on the group on the football group that you know um if arsenal signed him the just give him like 1.5 um years or something that's it uh, but you know as i've like remembered um 
actually someone like Alexander Lacazette is someone I'd be willing to let go um, in all honesty I'd be willing to let him go because you know he was an expensive signing I know he's done 30 but he has a year left on his contract and I don't think tying him down to a new contract will do anyone a world of good uh, but um you know there's Aubameyang who also recently signed a new contract and he's 31 and by next June he'll be 32 so um, the idea of having sort of like two 32 33 year olds in the team is sort of like uh, you know mm. it 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 flatters to deceive a lot and especially given mm. that you know there's another kid who just burst onto the scene and you know people are calling for him to be played more um Mark, and think of it this way Mark, think yeah. of it this way Sorry. yeah um at the current position you guys have you don't yeah. have the uh, the kind of money to go after the players uh the players who are like in demand creative ones i don't yeah. think semawa will come because i think Leon are now mounting that t- title challenge at Ligue 1. And he's yeah. too expensive right now. Um, yeah. Zobozlai, I think he's also going to... He's Leipzig. It's more... Yeah. Every day it's seeming more and more. So what do Arsenal do? I know you've been mentioning S- Emil Smith-Rowe. And it's all, yeah. it's all good. I, I agree with you. He's the kind of guy Arsenal needed now. But you could yeah. also have the guy who's had... Um, what do you call it? He hasn't had Premier League experience, but he's had proper experience. Even yeah. if it's just for six months, maximum one year, you let him go. He's cheap because yeah. he'll be leaving this January. He is yeah. low, low wages. I think William, two months. William's two months yeah. wages will cover Pap Gomez for a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I actually sort of like mentioned Ricky Pig and Shishalanolu who are also sort of like... Okay, I know they are they're sort of like... Um, okay, especially someone like Shalanolu, it's very difficult that he's going to leave this January, yeah, especially given, yeah. given it's Milana high-flying. But, you know, they Ricky even started Pig contract is not in... Yeah, Ricky Pig is seemingly not in 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 this guy in um, Commons, and I don't think Coman will last the season anyway. He's not in his plans seemingly. So um, I don't know if if given the choice between Ricky Pig and Papu Gomez, who would you go for personally? Who Papu, would you go Papu, for? Papu, Papu. <laughs> I've never seen Ricky, Ricky Pig as the guy who score you goals. He's yeah. the kind of guy you build up with. I don't even think he's the kind of guy who gives you assists. You know, Lone. He needs yeah, a very... But, mm. but, but, but you know, sometimes, you know, creativity is more than just output. It's about maybe the decisions that you make between the lines. Um, I get it, Mark. But think of the position Arsenal is in. You guys yeah, need... Output. I know we need experience. Output. Sort of like... Not experience, as- Output. Output. An immediate fix. Output, output. Yeah. Actually, if we were talking about bringing Papu in for six months, um, I think it's it's worth the shot. It, maybe it's worth the shot, but you know, at the same time, I'm trying to look at sort of like the the medium term and long term plan rather than short, sort of like the short term plan. You know, I don't know if you're getting what I'm trying to say. Mm. So, um. Uh, yeah, I I I, 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 think all, I wouldn't mind it, but you know, I'm also it sort of like at the age, 
Yeah, and the fact that if he joined Arsenal, he'd demand maybe like at least a two-year contract. Um, I know he's on the up range. I know he's he's on the uh, not saying on the up. He's like stable right now in terms of his, but he's thirty-three, you know. Uh, yeah. And maybe if I was to give him a contract, I'd give him maybe a six-month contract so that maybe to test the waters and see how he'd do those first like six months. And then see if we'd add an extra year, like the way you guys have been doing with sort of like Giroud. Um, you've been yeah. extending his contract. Yeah, I know the pandemic had played a, a part in in extending his contract, but still, um, you you've seen how um, when you've had faith in him, he's always like turned up. Um, when you guys are in need, he turns up. Maybe maybe that's what I do with Papu. Um, not because of his quality, but Purely because of his age, yeah. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. I hear you. Like yeah. he's a he's a risk, but he's a risk worth taking within a certain amount of time. Yeah, exactly. Within yeah. maybe like for the rest of the season and see if his his experience because he's played Champions League football. We need to get into the Champions League maybe through the back door <laughs> and the league is not going to be a guarantee because we are fifteenth in the league. This I think this is the worst start to the season in my lifetime. Uh, in fact, in my since lifetime, maybe even before. <laughs> exactly, you know. Uh, yeah, so yeah, maybe he'd be, like you said, he'd be a risk worth taking, but for uh, a given period of time, maybe testing the waters. Okay, yeah. so um, uh, this was the, the second thing. Uh, Phil, I remember seeing a video of Danny Drinkwater fighting in the under 23s. <laughs> <laughs> I'll move him on, man. Let's not talk about flops. Why are we talking about nice. nah. And actually, oh, speaking of which, um, Danny Drinkwater, I don't know what really happened to him i don't know because only five years ago that's 2016 five seasons ago he was in a dream that actually won a league title and he was a key component alongside ngolo Kant, and maybe that's the reason conte brought him to chelsea maybe so that they could replicate that sort of like partnership for his 343 pivot system uh but i don't know what happened to the guy because right now he's picking up fights with a boy who is 16, that means literally five years ago, he was like 11 years old. So he was probably half collecting age. Pokemon cards or something, you know? <laughs> and all I'll, say, and, all I'll say is this. Um, yeah. He came to Chelsea, um, yeah. started playing, but it, it was tough for him to get into a team where there's uh, Fabregas, Kante, Matic, and yeah. you know, other players like Chaloba at the time. And he was just trying to juggle through all those players. Then he yeah, got the yeah. injury that took him out for quite a while. Then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. systems change, and he can't fit in Sarri. He can't fit yeah. in Lampard. Uh, okay. Went to Aston Villa, couldn't hack it there. Bandy, <laughs> another... another. Oh, I think that way got a drunken chance. He picked up fights when he was at Aston Villa, by the way. with I think mm-hmm. it was it was this... Is it Costa? He picked up. A, there's this guy that came from Birmingham too. I don't. And he's moved on from Aston Villa already. He actually. Hota. Hota. Uh, who? Yeah. Jota. Yeah, Jota. Jota. Yeah, Jota. 
he actually picked up a fight with Jota when he was there. So I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> okay. That's a guy so, who just faded into oblivion. And I... Jeb, Jeb. Uh, uh, yeah. Have we done Everton? No, 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 not yet. Everton. Okay. Ah, sa, sa. Um, let's move on to Everton. And I'll start with one player who I would like to be put in the Danny Drinkwater zone. Like, I just want yeah. to get rid of him. And it's... Thanks. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Mr. To Back to Basics. No, no, to oh. <laughs> Get rid. <laughs> who is that <laughs> even? Who are I? He's still our first option off the bench when we are lacking a goal. And it's so sad. <laughs> yeah, get rid of him. I, 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 I don't know why. I think it was, it was, he was a hyped-up signing because he's coordinated six goals in the Champions League for Besiktas, I think it was, um, in yeah. 2017-18. So I, I don't know why you guys were trying to bring in a, a player who clearly didn't fit your style of play. I, you know... It was baffling because that was the same season you brought in like three number 10s at, at once. So I, I, I don't know what the problem really was. Marco Silva. That's Marco Silva for you. Okay, so my, my replacement will, will be a, a former Ancelotti player, uh, Milik from Napoli. So his contract yeah. is expiring in 2021. He's 26. He's a Polish striker. Mm-hmm. Despite being 186 centimeters, he plays like a strike with like 195 or something. Like he wins everything in the air. So um, his best season at, at, at Napoli, which was actually under Ancelotti, he got 17 goals and three assists in 27 starts. Uh, 4.21 shots per 90, 1.24 key passes, which is actually shocking. And he won almost 40% of his aerial duels and he, he hasn't played at all this season which yeah. uh, to, to be honest I, I think it's because he didn't want a, a new contract and Roma uh, Napoli I mean they have so many options they have Ozyman, they have Martins who can play up front, they brought in Petania, yeah Petania mm-hmm. and to be honest I uh, Milik was messed up by the sorry to catch you. Milik was messed up by the whole Jeko to Juve, then Mihim to Roma situation. When Juve went for Morata instead of Jeko, I think Milik's chances of playing for the first six months just went. So to agree with you, he's the kind of guy you could move to going forward, like having Richarlison, Calvert. Milik as striking partners. Maybe not playing together. They don't pull a Chelsea. <laughs> but in terms of in terms of like substitutes, even changing to you could be playing for for two another times with two strikers yeah. up front or different things. Uh what about Draxler for you guys or Lingard? <laughs> and, and actually, I do have a, 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 an alternative for those players in, in Lorenzo Pellegrini. I actually like him. Yeah, Lorenzo. Yeah, baby. True, true, true. Yeah, that's a good guy. Yeah. I true, remember true. His, 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 his hype was there like January, January or sometime before. 
Drew, he has a yeah. 27 million pound contract which can be paid half and half, which is actually like it's fantastic and his contract is expiring in 2022. But I don't know why, but I'll sort of like agree with with Phil when he said recently that you know Dratzler just um, shouts uh, Everton. I don't know why, but <laughs> it's a sign yeah. that because um you know you, you see the way like sort of like Hamez Rodriguez and by the way um, I'll I'll sound crazy to say this but when I was seeing him signing for for Real Madrid um seven years ago when everyone thought he was a superstar like at at an a Messi Ronaldo level that's what I mean uh, but then I started seeing that you know, sort of like managers were coming in, not playing him. He was being sent out on loan and all that. You know, something somewhere was telling me this is a guy. He plays for Real Madrid. Yes, he's a big name player. But he looks like the type that will end up at the blue half of the Scousers in a way. You know? <laughs> the same thing is how goes, goes for Draxler. I don't know why, but you know, it's evident his next club after PSG is going to be to be Everton. I don't know why, but he, he, he just has those makings of an Everton player. <laughs> and I'm not saying it in terms of that he's... Of course, he's... Uh, I don't think he'll extend and I wouldn't want him to for the betterment yeah. of his career yeah. going forward. Um, yeah. I was just suggesting it because Everton are the team are a team which are the up and up, the rebuilding. Um, yeah. Draxler on his day is top quality. And True. most days he is top quality. And yeah. the fact that he's there, they can shift into a number of different uh, systems. Four four two, he can play in the left wing. He can play yeah. four two three one. Yeah. He could play four three three as a winger or as the free number, uh, not free role in the yeah. uh, Everton, I feel as if two years, they just need two years, no, one to two years to clear the dead weight and bring on the players. It's a long term project, kind of like Arsenal. And, and speaking of who it's, speaking of Everton and, you know, and being like a couple of signings away, um, we saw that they sort of like brought in. Um, a strong midfield. Um, I think that's that front six on his days top six quality. Okay, he's capable of gunning for top four at the or top six at the very least. Yeah, uh, but yeah. you know, at the back they've had problems left, right, and center, especially with someone like the the goalkeeper. Um, and maybe like the 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 two. Okay, I I, I don't want to, to call out. Mina and Kane, but I've personally never been a big fan of that partnership. And those two, um, especially Mina, are walking are accidents waiting to happen sometimes. Especially uh, Mina, I think my Yeah, I agree. And, and I think gradually, as as they get older, Godfrey and and Holgate will, you know, may, they have the makings of a, a decent partnership together. Um, and you know, their fullbacks are okay. The fullback situation is is, you know, tricky considering that Lucadine is out with injury and, um, you know, um, seemingly um, Ancelotti doesn't seem to trust sort of like Nkunku enough. And, you know, on the right-hand side, it seems Kenny is not in his plans at all, seemingly. And also, um, 
you know, Coleman is aging. He's aging. On I think on in his prime he was a quality player like Baines, but he's aging. Um, so um, what are the bargain signings, JM, that you'd bring in for, especially the fullback situation and the sort of like the the goalkeeper, starting with the goalkeeper especially. James. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 sorry. I'll catch. Uh, let me just say. Uh, because I, I feel like a kid, like he's just bubbling. Kevin Malquin from Napoli. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As Actually, the, like as a replacement right back. Um, how old is he? Like twenty-eight or something? He. Uh, I'll confirm for you, but I don't think he's in the wrong side of his career. <laughs> let me put it that way. <laughs> and you, you also like sort of like mentioned. Um, Ajax's Mazrui. Uh, okay, he's not. In my opinion, I don't think he's he's an out and out sort of like fullback because he's incredibly like for me he's a sort of like an Inslimilnails type of player, like a player that you know he's comfortable at right back, but you know that's not really his position. I don't even get. I think he's in. He's an incredibly versatile utility player, and and about the goalkeeper, um, the first person that came to mind was Mike Mignan, um, from Lille. Uh, I don't know if because you guys are sort of like crying out for a keeper who, um, in as much as he's comfortable with the ball in his feet, is also a confident competent saver and he's good at commanding his area because those are weaknesses that Pickford has. I think the only thing Pickford is good at is, is being eccentric and being comfortable with the ball at his feet. But, you know, these other basic principles, he's still away of. He's still way of the mark. So what do you think about someone like Mike Nunn? Okay, so um, I was looking at his 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 stats. I was just like going through goalkeepers looking for someone, and yeah. once I looked at his, I realized that this is the first season he's overperforming his his post shot xG. Like yeah. like for the other seasons, he's been underperforming by like three or two, but this season is yeah. overperformed by four, and his contract is expiring in twenty twenty two. So it might actually be a decent option, to be honest. He's 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 a sizable keeper. He has yeah. command of his area. Uh, Pickford has command of his area, but he's not in control of himself. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah. So um, actually, I looked at him. I looked at uh, the Krasnodar keeper. Uh, Safonov. Seems very. He he seems like an emotional guy. Oh, who? Pick for Dama. Oh, Oh, sorry. Yeah, Uh, my internet is bad at the moment, so I'm I'm jumping. Yeah, Pickford is is an extremely emotional guy, and I think that also plays a part in his mistakes because. Um, especially for like the way he fouled Van Dyke, you know that was the adrenaline that let him commit what whatever he did because he was, you know, he's been having a, a poor run of form, so he's sort of like trying to prove his critics wrong, and as a result, he's, you know, he's maybe trying too hard to get for every ball that comes his way, and in the process, he ended up 
and becoming a villain in the eyes of the red half of of the scousers, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, I was so close to making an a, a, a scouser accent, but I don't think it will come too good. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, as 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 for lashback, I'm I'm not really worried about it. For for CDM, uh, Jean Philippe, uh, Mamin will come back. So I'm not worried about that area. Uh, yeah, uh, for wingers, wingers might be a slight issue, but with with Anthony Gordon uh, developing, um, we have Bolasi who is into and part of the team. I hope he he joins Middlesbrough just for his career. Uh, we have Bessie who is into. Who goes to Middlesbrough for his career, man? Hey, you don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I like him, but he's not being played. Like, 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 what's the point? He's he's on Twitter almost all the time. Like, he replies to yeah, it. Yeah, 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 Bolasi. <laughs> yeah, he's become sort of like you see, like the MS with Ozil is sort of like earning three fifty grand a week to sort of like tweet from a couch in London somewhere. <laughs> I think that's what that's what. Um, this guy has been doing and I remember you saying uh, calling him, I know he's a good guy, I don't know why um, he has high spirits but I'm sorry but he's not, I remember you being extremely emotional when you pointed him out but he's he's, he's earning like upwards of 75k a week, like what's the point of having him? Yeah, true, true, true on that but um. I, I, I think the highlight of his career has been the two goals that he netted against Liverpool when he was at Crystal Palace. Because he, he enjoyed playing against that team. Because he used to finish them. He used to eat them for dinner. He used to eat people like Javier Manquillo when he played there. You know, he used to eat them for lunch. But I don't know, I don't know if it's the injury that sort of like messed him up. That yeah. long-term ACL that he suffered or what. Yeah, and it seems to me that when you get those kind of injuries, going back to where you are is very difficult. Like, we've seen it with... Yeah, true. Like, if you get those long-term injuries, getting back to your peak form is very difficult. I, can't, like, I even I'm had you went so to Belgium. Of, of, uh, played of for Zaniolo. Andalus. Yeah. 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 But I think for, for Zaniolo, for Zaniolo, I think where he suffered another ACL is because... He was rushed back when because see it's only still this very same year that it's it doesn't the same leg though. Polish guys in that team. There's someone who's had ACLs in has suffered ACLs in in both his knees and he's recovered and now he's playing week in week. I don't remember who it is. I I can't remember for sure, but um, I don't. It was one of Belinki or Milic, one of the two, because I remember it was a Polish guy. I think maybe you're right. Maybe mostly Milik, because Zielinski, I've been keeping track of Syria the past two seasons, and he's been quite a regular fixture. 
Yeah, then maybe it's probably Milich or something. Because there's someone who suffered. Or or if it's not him, it's maybe someone who left. I don't know. There was the... I don't know if it's their legend, this sort of like, but I, I, I doubt it's him. I don't think it's Hamshik. Uh, but there's someone who suffered the same injuries both both knees, if I'm not wrong. Wait, actually, it it might be Milik because in 2016-17, he only played like six 90s. And in 17-18, yeah. he only played five 90s. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 likely him. It's likely him because I remember there was a key player that was missing the from this sort of like Polish Polish countries with those that same kind of name. Okay, so um, guys, do 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 you have anything to add on before we finish and we go watch the Wolves match? Let me ask: Have you guys done other clubs like Man U? Um, Man City, Liverpool, like a brush through. We're not really key fans of them. I know I'm not. <laughs> but have you guys done those clubs? Or do you yeah, guys we, want to quickly discuss? Yeah, if we, not, we've if done not, something on, on Liverpool. Uh, yeah, I think it's Liverpool only that we've... we've I don't know if... if I don't know if Alex and 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 the Rasters were here. They tell us more about Man United. Uh, yeah. yeah, but but I, I, it's only Liverpool that we've 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 done. But uh, uh, but it's fine. Yeah, I don't I think mean, we need to go through them. I I guess for 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 Man United, like probably uh, a CDM in in the future. Um, Zakaria, his contract is expiring soon. Uh, yeah. Brozovic, his contract is expiring in 2022. Uh, they can also bring in Kamavinga if they can. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> then at at right back, I've I've heard rumors that they are looking for a more offensive right back. So probably um, Mazraoui might help. Diogo yeah. Dalo. What about Diogo Dalo? Um, I think yeah. Diogo Dalo is considered a top prospect at Man United, actually. Um, I read an article somewhere that, you know, that's why they didn't send him to AC Milan permanently. They sent him out on loan, maybe just so he could get some game time. But he's, he's someone that is still rated highly at United. And, you know, he has um, two very good feet. He's comfortable with both feet, but... You know, the only thing he needs to work on, on is his defensive awareness and his maybe decision-making. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think he's still high on the radar. Okay, and uh, now uh, just for, for Man City, like something quick, uh, obviously Messi. Um, who else could they really do well with? And so far, his contract is expiring in 2022. They might not. I don't think Fati is going to leave Barcelona. I think he is their next big hope. Um, I don't think. I think he'll extend eventually. Yeah. And, a replacement uh, left back. Left back. Those two, whoever those guys. Are, Mendy. Mendy. I think just needs to move on. He's too inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Up, like, David Alaba yeah. might be a good replacement. Yeah. True. To, to him. Bring back, I, okay, there are, no, Angelina has to stay at Leipzig, so there's no hope of him coming. Oh, he's, he's joined permanently now. He, he's he's yeah. joined permanently because he's played a couple of games, Amma. 
Angelin, no, now they are obligated. Leipzig are obligated. Oh, to sign him permanent. permanent. Yeah. yeah. I think because they qualified for the round of 16. So. And what yeah, about even if he's aging? What about Benat? Yeah, wow, that's a good suggestion. Yeah. Considering. Benat. I think but as long as City have right only centre backs, he can come. Yeah. Oh, he is. Mm. Yeah, he's injured. Oh, right and. Now. And by the way, before we, we leave, um, I know, <laughs> you know, I think Eduardo Kamavinga has become sort of like a player hyped by this sort of like, I like to call them footballing hipsters. Um, <laughs> where, would, where do you think he'd, he'd go if he left, if he, lo- if he left this um, run? Uh, because I don't think he's going to stay there. I think he's there just sort of like a breakthrough. Um, he he yes, has that sort of like Madrid written all over his face, but you know which ambitious club do you think would come in for him as well? And you know because he's the sort of like the new Kai Havertz, you know this sort of like new hipster sort of like hype hyped kid or something, you know. I feel. Um, which team or uh-huh. Real or? Yes, Rio Real. I don't think he can go to any other club. Like Bayern, Bayern, he wouldn't fit because Bayern, I, I think, are not one at a girl, Jamal Musial. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. True, true, true. Which Premier League club do you think end up signing for if he decided to move to the Premier League first? We are talking about Arsenal. This guy wants us to say Arsenal, Jem. Don't fall into the trap. Don't. I don't think. Don't. don't. I don't think. I don't think. But in all honesty, it wasn't even in my mind because he's beyond my wildest dreams. <laughs> Which team would he go to if he was to come to the Premier League? Man City, or uh, Man City. I don't think he doesn't look like the kind of guy who has the work rate for uh, Liverpool. Yeah, like uh, City have that kind of would be the kind he would be the kind of guy who would gel into the midfield. Yeah, because he's 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 a pillow-esque player, and you know when you get compared to Pilo, you are generational talent, and you know Pilo is not exactly the most you know, energetic, work ratish player, you know, so yeah, I think I think that's a good shout. I think that's a good shout. Maybe I'd go as far as saying um Chelsea replacing Jorginho with with this guy. Uh, I think it yeah, will be a good why not? Why not maybe? <laughs> I think it will be a good club for his for his development. Okay, so as long um, as we have a as long any team with a strong DM, he'll mm. fit right into it. Yeah, true. And uh, for just to, to, to conclude, I think that Ronaldo should just join Wolves and make it the perfect Portuguese team. Yes! <laughs> best shout. That's the best advice this whole podcast. <laughs> now join the halfway. <laughs> Okay, so um, yeah, uh, some of the players the contract is expiring in 2022 that you might not know. Uh, Mbappe, Neymar, Dybala, Pogba, Varane, Kamavinga, Sula, Insigne, Zakaria, Onana, Romagnoli, 
Cassie might actually be decent. Sabitza might actually be very decent. Uh, Romagnoli, Romagnoli as well. Left foot, belter. Uh, Kangin Lee, actually. Tatwell, David Brooks, and Danny Ings. I think David Brooks would be a good team, would be a good player as well, especially for Amir Table side, uh, because I don't think a big club would take him at the moment because he's still, you know, working his way back to full fitness. But um, I think at Bournemouth that one season he played, he, he was enormous. I think the way Ryan Fraser was so impressive and then um, you know, he keeps himself out of the side only for that lucrative move to be Newcastle of all teams <laughs> and a Bruce. Uh, <laughs> but I think I think he has all the makings of of like maybe joining a team like Crystal Palace and um, like the way sort of like Nani did. Um, no, I... Uh, like, Sorry to catch you. No, as long as Roy Hodgson is there, yeah. no youngster should ever go to Crystal Palace. You're going there to defend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe... You're going there to defend? Southampton. That's the one that's yeah, doing true. true, true, Southampton. But, you know, why David Brooks um, screamed in my head because maybe Zaha maybe is bound to leave eventually. So, you know, they need someone to replace him. Uh, and maybe uh, up his 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 partnership on either flank with maybe Eberechieze would be tantalizing to say that. I don't know why that came to my mind, but Southampton is a good shout, especially if especially if Walcott doesn't sign on a permanent basis. And of course, with Christian Benteke finishing off the moves. <laughs> <laughs> Every year, every once in a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that marks the end of the podcast. Uh, thank you so much, Phil and Mark, for coming on. Yeah, yeah it's been a pleasure. Uh, I just want to wish all the listeners and to you guys especially, have a Merry Christmas, have a lovely, uh, Happy New Year. Uh, it's been a pleasure to be part of this podcast this year and all the best as we move forward to the new year. Thank you so much. Um, it's 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 been fun. Uh, the two three months um this uh sort of like podcast has has been running. Um, you know it's I've it's it's been of massive benefit even to our touchline maniacs platform because some snippets of of this podcast appear on the on that YouTube channel. So guys, kindly please like, share, and subscribe if you are new. And also don't forget to check out uh, the touchline maniacs.wordpress.com where there is also like the writing. And you can also follow our our Facebook page uh, at the touchline maniacs. Um, and IG page is sort of like formalizing because they're still new. Uh, but yeah, it's been a pleasure being on this podcast. And the next time it's on, we hope to be here again. So thank you guys for listening. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for joining us during our journey. And we hope we'll see you next time when we come back to the Chobo Football Podcast. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and a better 2021, hopefully. Goodbye. Merry Christmas, guys. Goodbye.
Love you guys. Cheers.